I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Friday. So, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson is out, and the line drops only two and a half points. Does this mean Huntley is almost as good as Lamar? We'll explain. Antonio Brown, the saga continues. Will he play next year? Vegas says unlikely 20% chance he'll be on an NFL roster. Only 20%. Will Aaron Rodgers play? That's a question a lot of people are asking. We got the answer. If The odds, the Vegas odds will tell you how much and if Aaron Rodgers will play. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. Live in Las Vegas, live on a Friday, a big Friday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. We got a lot of action here. I think week or the final week of the NFL season offers great betting opportunities, and I'm going to give you my over-under total point bet of the year. No, of the decade? No, year. I'm just going to make it of the year. No, I love this play, though. We'll get to that at the end of the show for sure. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He's the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman. Thanks, R.J. Great to be here on a day where the Ravens announced Lamar Jackson will not play in a must-win game for them. Antonio Brown speaks publicly once again, and we look ahead to the uniqueness of Week 18 from a handicapping perspective. What's the Vegas lead? Yeah, see, I'm going to make it. I was, you almost made me change it to the Ravens just to address the idea they're going to must win. They're at 2%. I'm not sure. I, I, it might be let's must get this season over, might be what's going on. <laughs> but let's start in an overarching way, a broad way, a way that the listener can, well, teach a man to fish. He eats forever, AJ. Buy him a fish sandwich, he only eats that day. Add a little tartar sauce, he's going to like it more, but still, he only eats that day. Let's start with that overarching, how to handicap the final week of the season. Well, Week 18 obviously presents a lot of unique scenarios where teams are there's teams who are playing for a playoff bid. There are teams who are playing for absolutely nothing other than draft position and there are teams and pride and there are teams who are playing for position in the playoffs and it's always unique to see where the motivation lies with these teams this is like preseason which is one of my favorites for betting also remember on the simpsons when mr burns they he started in tartar sauce and he goes what do you call this smithers and he, and he says he goes i like this tartar sauce <laughs> <laughs> oh mr burns i liked him all right number one it is like the preseason, as in, what's the motivation? How often are this? How long are the starters going to play? Right in five minutes, I'm going to explain to you. I got it tied, teed up for nine after. I'm going to tell you about Aaron Rodgers and what we know from the numbers. But in general, it's about motivation. Um, 
Now, sometimes it could seem like a team has motivation, Cincinnati, right? But because, hey, they, they get the division, but they could still be the number one seed. But it's unlikely. So they're making a calculated decision to not play Burrow. Because do you, AJ, have any doubt that if this was a game that mattered significantly, that Burrow would be playing? Like if they needed it to get in the playoffs? Exactly. 100% he'd play. So what they're doing is they're making a calculation. But you need to understand it is not a gamble. It is a calculated risk. And so Cincinnati's line is something that if you just looked at it and didn't know there was any motivational issues, would surprise you. What do you see as the current number, AJ? Cleveland minus six. So Cleveland, well, Baker must be playing, right? No. No. So you got the backup quarterback against the division winner. How in the heck are they getting six? Well, obviously, it's motivation. So we can go through these games, and we're going to go through every one and tell you what the Vegas number's telling us about who's going to play, how much effort's going to go in. Now, AJ, where do you fall down on the old, like the, the, the Eagles? So remember, it was Sunday Night Football. It was an important game for, uh, I can't remember how it was. Uh, someone, I think the Giants could have won the division, now that I think about it, if the Eagles had won. Uh, Is this last season? Yeah. Remember, it was Sutfeld came in. And, okay. And it, so it was a situation where um, it looked like, that they were throwing, not throwing the game. They they decided that winning wasn't very important. Might be the way the Eagles, and it actually improved their draft position. I think like three spots. And then what it was because you know they lost. And then what it was was they traded. Yeah, that's it. It improved it three spots, and then they traded six spots back to get a first round pick. They got Miami's first-round pick. So, in a way, they got half of a first-round pick effectively. Three spots. And then that was a three plus three more that they gave to get a first round pick back because they didn't care about winning. Where's your head at on the debate of you should try to play hard no matter what because losing is contagious, losing is a habit you don't want to get into, a Belichickian, a Bill Parcells approach, or the new age approach is only play hard when you need to and be strategic about it. I like the the latter. I like to be strategic about it because I think uh, strategic about effort. Uh, about yeah, when you're getting paid millions. Yes. Okay. Because sometimes I think the best thing for your franchise is to not win a game. Okay. When you were in the UFC, you weren't like part of any, or I'm sorry, not the UFC. When you were doing MMA type stuff and you had a professional fight, but you were in, a, but you weren't in any team. There was no team element to it, right? Only when you're training. Yeah, but you have a gym and you have camaraderie. Sure. Imagine it was something like the Olympics where you had the eight people from this gym that was going against others. And if the coach came in and told you, listen, um, we're going to advance, but if we score, if you win, we're going to have to play a, a tougher competition next round. I want you to not win this next fight. How would you feel? How would you have felt? I would not have felt great about that. So don't. How do you think with all this strategium stuff you're thinking of, as George W. used to say, or at least they depicted on Saturday Night Live? Is these are these NFL players? So I th- I think the answer might be you always got to let the players play hard. But you can't. Maybe it's in the play calling from the coaching strategy of the game. Yeah, but you know what's funny when they put Sudfeld in the Eagles. Really, the other players started lashing out. I mean, they're working so hard. I don't know. It's just the idea that the only games that matter 
are the games that dictate who wins the Super Bowl. I think that's a flawed th- way to think about it myself. That's a, what a lot of people say about the college bowl system. Yeah. Is like if you're not in the playoff, the game doesn't matter. And people are like, I hate the college postseason now because nobody cares about these games. So, But shouldn't they then make the tickets discounted for those games? You would think so. I mean, I'm talking to the NFL. If these teams aren't playing hard, <laughs> yeah. shouldn't the t- tickets be discounted? More power to the people, baby. We are straight out of Vegas. Now... This is the main thing you should learn about the last week. If motivation is too obvious, it's overpriced. Right? So let's say you you just bought property or you bought a house in yes. Vegas. You have two kids, boys that are in teens, young teens. One nine, one fourteen. Oh, I thought he boy, he's big for nine. All right. So um <laughs> Five years apart. I like to get into that sometime. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, is school districts were important to you, right? They were. You were contemplating it, and if a house was in one district, it was, it was off. Vi- vi- oh, yeah, there were eliminated districts, right? Yep. Smart, good parents, right? Okay, but some people don't care about that, and to be candid, some people aren't smart enough to even know to look for that. And if you don't care about that, you can have a nicer house for less money. Yes, it makes sense. But here's kind of the thing, is the idea that you're buying houses based upon things that everyone isn't considering means you have an edge on it. But if there was a movie star that lived in a neighborhood and everyone wanted to live near the movie star, everyone would know it and the prices would go way up and maybe go up too much. Certain people would say, I'm going to pay a bunch of money to be next to, I'm too dated. Uh, Lady Gaga will say. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I could do Christina. You were going to say Minnie Pearl. I was going to say Britney Spears. You know, I mean, I still was engaged then, but uh, I almost want to read some of the gossip things just to know who these people are at some point. But the fact of the matter is, if you want to live next to a movie star, chances are there's going to be certain people that's going to pay so much for a house that now it's no edge using that as a factor. It's a negative. There's all kind of factors this week, but everyone understands the Colts have to beat the Jags. So all of a sudden the line's up to 16 or 15 and a half. And to me, if you had the look-ahead line in that game, which was a week ago, it was, what, eight and a half, McKenzie? That's what it opened at, yep. Yeah. So, to me, are we really saying the difference of that motivation is worth over a touchdown? Now, there's other factors, maybe, and kind of, but certainly not enough. And it goes to show you, if something's too obvious, like if, if, if a very casual fan could tell you who should be uh, favored and who has the motivation, more specifically, then it probably is overpriced. And we've got history on this. So we went back five years, and we looked at every team coming into the last week, and we tagged them in a bunch of different ways. Were they clinched? Were they eliminated? Did they have some chance in between, you know, 1% to 99%? And also, additionally, did they have a buy at stake? Did they have a home game at stake? So we were trying to quantify navigate or motivation. The one thing that sticks out is this. If you're eliminated, you cover the spread 54% of the time. If you are either clinched or 
competitive for a spot, some chance, like the 49ers, they're not clinched, but they're competitive, you hit 46%. And it's almost the same between clinched and fighting for it. Okay, so right there, the teams that you don't think have motivation are the teams that tend to do better than expected. Why? Because we overvalue how important it is to be motivated because most NFL players are motivated anyway. Does that generally make sense to you? Yes. Now, what is even more specific to when it's like kind of public and kind of just obvious, if you're win, if you're in, win and you're in kind of situation. Four teams this week. Everyone understands that, right? And those four teams? The Colts, the Chargers, the Raiders, the 49ers. Each other. Yes. All right. So, all right. if you're in that spot, you only hit 42% of the time. It's 8 and 11, so it's a small sample, but it's along the same concept. Everyone knows it, so it gets pricey. Another example, if you even if you're if you have a home game at stake and the, you're still not clinched. So imagine a situation. It happens a decent amount. You're not clinched. Well, the 40, uh, if the I, Rams. Yeah, uh, but they're clinched. But they could still. They they haven't won the division. They could still fall yeah, into the but, wild but card. What we're talking about is a home game at stake, which is the Rams. But you're also not clinched. So the theory, an example, like the that, NFC East last exactly, year. Exactly. That that is a good example. Those teams. And then if you say, okay, you have a buy at stake and you're not clinched, which has happened twice, which is pretty amazing, right? Is in those years, combined, you're five and 10, five winners. So it's like these are good teams because they can win a division, or at least there's a lot of publicity about the divisions at stake. And everyone says, well, they're going to play hard. Well, they only cover 33% of the time. And that's the Titans and the Chiefs who are, have a, a buy at stake this week. Uh, yeah, so they would have the buy at stake, but they, it wouldn't be that they're not yet clinched. Oh, you mean clinched to even make the playoffs? Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that's ever happened. Yeah, so it's happened twice. We'll have to look into that. Well, remember, there used to be two buys. That's true. Right? Okay. But that's interesting. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, okay, so let's talk Aaron Rodgers for a second. But But to recap on the idea of how to approach this. In general, do the opposite of your instincts. <laughs> George Costanza style. If everyone's talking about how important a game is, you know, that other team's hearing it. The other team's knowing everyone's watching. I never thought of that before. But in these games that everyone's focused on, like it's a must win, you don't think the Jags feel like that there's more um, attention on this game? I think they have to, right? And... To me, the idea that a Jacksonville with all those professional athletes, I know they're a bad team, but the fact they're going to be extra motivated because everyone's watching, that also makes sense. So in general, if a team's eliminated, try to find the ones that seem like they'd have motivation. And if it's too obvious, if it's too obvious where the motivation is, you tend to fade that. In history, I've been doing that for 20-plus years. History says it's the way to go. Closing thoughts on that. I think that it's you're, what you're saying rings true, that it's baked in. Well, it's more than baked in. 
It's overbaked. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is something? I mean, like Jimmy G versus Trey Lance. Some people believe at this point it's about even. So if the market moves two points, you can say, yeah, they're baking in the fact that Jimmy G isn't playing, or maybe they're over adjusting for it, right? So I like that as much as anything. Sometimes you have a backup quarterback, or like you had that time this year, AJ. We're straight out of Vegas where you were saying, uh, I think it was Baker Mayfield versus Keenum. The line moved, and you're like, I think these are even quarterbacks. So, in general, you can fade moves in the market, sure. or you can think they're under-adjusted. Switching gears quickly, because I do, I did promise this, is, and I like to keep my promises, AJ. I try. Aaron Rodgers, a lot of debate about it. I said, you know, let's take a look at the line. So, Mackenzie, you got the, oh, you got the numbers right in front? I do. Okay. So, the line in the game itself right now, and this is uh, hosting Detroit. Green Bay, minus three. All right. So you're thinking, wait a minute, minus three. And then it's like, boy, that feels like. So what does that make you think when it comes to like how much Aaron Rodgers is going to play? If you just were guessing. I think it says that he's going to play more than we thought he was early in the week. The, the line is pushing towards Green Bay, which makes me think that Aaron Rodgers is going to play at least a quarter, maybe more. So, um, when you say pushing towards Green Bay, what, what was the move? It was four earlier in the week, and on the Westgate so now contest, the it was going, four and a half. So, it's going down. So yes. It's, so, it's going against Green Bay. I apologize. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, um, at the very beginning of the week, it was only uh, Packers with a dog. So Okay, so the, that's a good point. Is That's a very good point. The World Open was plus two. And at that point... And, and that is actually, so Green Bay, an underdog. So that's a great example of initially everyone thinks they're clinched. They're not going to play anyone, right? Then you hear talk, we want to play some people. We want our left tackle, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, now it goes to like four. So it's saying, hey, maybe they're playing. It didn't go all the much adjustments you'd make, but a lot. Then as the weeks progress, it's like, maybe not as much as we thought. Well, here's the answer. It's three right now. Green Bay favored by three at Detroit. The first half line is three and a half. <laughs> so, really, effectively, what they're saying is the Packers are favored by three and a half in the first half, and they're an underdog in the second half. And as you often say, the, the cockroach bookies don't offer a pregame second half line. Yeah, that's true. But in theory, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they implicitly, they are here. Right, because I like I like Detroit, and I like Detroit for the whole game. Because here's the thing: no one's accounting for nobody. This is actually good. Aaron Rodgers will not want to play a partial game and let his per game stats go down. Oh, good point. Think about that. He's going for an MVP. If I could see him playing the whole game and putting up some numbers, but now it's like, doesn't it look like he's doing it for no reason and he's bullying? I mean, I'm not sure that even looks good. And it kind of takes away from, well, I, I, any excuse he has in the playoffs so, about yeah, his COVID toe, yeah, gone. That's a great point. So, if he, I, I'm kind of, I almost want to bet like extreme. I'd like to bet either Green or uh, Green Bay wins by 20, or then Detroit wins by seven or something because I think it, it's going to be extreme. I don't now. Listen, this is just speculation, but I don't think he's going to go play a quarter because all his stats are going to go down. Now you're going to have an additional game, and you make another point. Even if he plays it all, it's like how bad could his toe been if he's playing an unnecessary game? 
So I like Detroit. I think all this is posturing. McKenzie, does that make sense to you regarding his per-game stats? Definitely. Matt LaFleur said today, I don't think he necessarily needs to play. It's kind of building the groundwork for a potential, mm. uh, you know, actually, I'm going to sit this one out. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, I'm going to keep this tea so simple. Is there's all the talk in the Raiders Chargers about, oh, they might kneel out the game. Oh, they might want to force a tie or, you know, play to a tie. I got a Vegas number that tells you that very well, that tie is much more likely in that game than you might think. And he's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to get into our most popular segment of the week, where we give you a tidbit on every NFL line. And we're going to tell you, in the games a little bit from now, is that whole tie gate that everyone's talking about. Vegas has spoken on it, and it's it's going to make you laugh, no doubt about it. Fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio right here. Why? Because of you. Thank you. We'll reciprocate every day with our very best effort, with wins and laughter and, you know, fighting injustice. We'll try to do that occasionally as necessary. Truth in the American way, it's very important to me. I like, You know, I, I don't like to be in any club much except being an American. It's a good club to be in. I actually do. I mean, like, I hate being associated with groups, like especially big groups, because then I feel like what people do is a reflection on me, right? Yeah, like, that's, that's I wouldn't be the type to be like, you know, part of the uh, like like my mom and my grandfather used to be the sons of Italy. Was like they it was a big social thing for me them, and it was like ah, you know I ate the spaghetti, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part of the deal. <laughs> and you can listen to us over the weekend. A great time to catch up on the podcast. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas on your favorite pod player here in Vegas on the Strip. Sixty four degrees. The neon is pumping. All right, RJ. Let's get into it. The most popular segment of the week. And let's start with a Saturday game with the Kansas City Chiefs minus 10.5 at the Broncos. I'm going to give a bonus pick here. I like under Kansas City team total. I also like under in the game itself, to be honest. And the current number is 45. And here's why. Fangio's defense is the defense that was the precursor, that was the progenitor that started (laughs) the too high safety, the Staley thing, the thing that's generally been causing KC trouble. KC's done a little better against it, but Fangio's the the architect of this stuff. And you might say, well, they didn't cover last time, RJ. They got 22 points again. Yeah, but remember, there was a pick six in that game. So when you hold KC to 15 points... You're doing pretty well. And I think in general, Denver, we can question their motivation, but 
my sense is the defense at minimum is going to be playing hard because they got to love Fangio. You can't be a defensive guy and not like Fangio. So maybe the offense and Locke. The only thing about Locke that worries me is pick sixes. Yep. So I like the KC team total under more. Mahomes' worst QBR game of the season was that game against Denver. That's a strong fact there, buddy. Cowboys minus four hosting the Eagles. Now this is an example. Excuse me, at the Eagles. Yeah, it's a, no, Dallas hosts the Eagles. Doesn't okay, it? yep, you're right. Yeah. Is because um, I remember Dallas went to Philly on Monday night. Philly yep. was like plus three and a half. I thought I was getting value. Nope. <laughs> but but this goes to tell you, so Philly's playing between six and seven. Uh, right? I don't know how important that is. And Dallas is playing potential. You keep hearing, oh, maybe the number one. But, you know, oh, not the number one. Maybe the two they can get. It's like, I don't know. I think both games are questionable motivation. The reason I'd lean Philly is if you're not sure about motivation, you don't want to play a smash mouth team. That's a good point. Right. And the Eagles are they want to run into you. Yeah. So even if the Eagles use their second team, they're going to be running the same offense. It strikes me that unless something goes hog wild, different. Philly, Smash Mouth, Dallas might not be too good against that if there's not motivation. I also think if both teams have no motivation, when you see backup quarterbacks, I'd much rather have the side with Gardner Minshew than the side with Cooper Rush. You always want to be with a stash, I know. <laughs> Let's go to the Green Bay Packers minus three at Detroit, which we've discussed. Yeah, we discussed that the, uh, amazingly, the first half line in this game is Green Bay favored by three and a half. The second half line, or, or the game line, is three. So, obviously, you imputed out the second half line is Detroit favored. We expect this to be like a preseason game, is what Vegas is telling us. And I question that, as I said last segment, is Aaron Rodgers really want to hurt his per-game stats with this MVP challenge? I don't think so. Minnesota now minus 5.5, hosting the Bears. Last thing is, obviously, Detroit's been playing hard the whole year. No doubt. No reason that they're not going to play hard here and historically play the Packers tough yeah that's true that's that it's surprising how well actually I agree with you there so Zimmer press conferences sometimes are a bunch of fluff but when you're trying to understand the mindset of a team it's important and AJ you pointed out to me initially uh, a number of statements made by the Minnesota team that it seems like they are behind Zimmer 100% yeah Dalvin Cook was the guy who came out and said I'm going to war for this team I want to go to war for Mike Zimmer and my teammates I'm playing 100% and then remember he lifted his shirt and showed the tattoo of his his deceased father said I just passed away last year he says I go out every every game to make him as proud as I can so and and obviously the fact that Kirk Cousins is even playing when it seems like this would be a game where he wouldn't need to play both teams eliminated he's playing the the, the Vikings are a full go here yeah now Chicago uh, Fields is not playing now so I it, I got to be honest with you a lot of people would say that um, Andy Dalton's better now and I think that's probably true I think Fields was trending up but what do you think the rest of the Bears feel? They feel like this is a substitute teacher coach, right? He's a lame duck coach, probably. Lame duck GM. It's a whole new regime coming in. And the only 
connection to the future they could have is let's play hard for fields. Let's let's now you got an old quarterback in there that's not, just came to the team this year. This feels like like the lowest motivation situation I've seen. They've given up probably on the coat. Yeah, so I think Minnesota has a big edge here. Deal with a dead battery. Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. The New England Patriots, six-point favorites at the Miami Dolphins. Okay, I have a concept, trademark, dream crusher. What's a dream crusher? It's when a team has a goal, and then their dream is crushed, ground in the dirt like a boot. Just And then you're expected to play the next week? I think there's a dream crusher hangover, right? And it only lasts one week usually. Well, of all the teams this year, and AJ and I disagree on this one, of all the teams this year that had a dream crushing situation, I think it's Miami because you start out so bad. It's like, but then someone says, but if we win out, we could still make the play. And you're thinking, no way. Kind of like in Major League. You know what we got to do now? Win the whole damn thing or whatever, remember? So they start. And if you look at the chance to make the playoffs, it was like 10%, 11 Then it went back one week, even though they won. Then it went to 12 But then the week before they lost, it jumped from like 12, 13 to like 31 So it's finally like, this is for real. <laughs> One, two, three. Season's over. Dead. And now you got to play another game. I get it. You could say it's a chat. You know, it's against the Pats. It's against. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's a dream crusher for Miami. I know there's a premium on it, but I like New England here. Indy minus fifteen at the Jags. Oh, I got some. I got something so good on this one. I'm gonna. You know, I just got to do it. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Let's go to that <laughs> game between the Colts and the Jags. The Colts favored by 15 on the road. Okay, so in the first segment, if you missed it, it's worth a listen on podcast. Is we explain how when there's a must-win team against a team that has nothing to gain from it, uh, you, you the public tends to overreact to how important that must-win is. Well, this is the prototypical game of that. Now, most of you have heard this stat by now, but Jacksonville has beaten, or the other way to say it would be, the Colts have not won in Jacksonville since 2014. They won in 2014, didn't win, hasn't won since. Now, there is, I did dig a little deeper. One of those games was Jacksonville designated as home in London. It, you kind of can say that one counts or doesn't count. But think about this. Jacksonville had three wins one year, but they beat them. One win last year, and it was at home against the Colts. I mean, this is crazy. We did the math, and assuming that we count the London game, the odds were like 8,000 to 1 of this happening. This is unlikely. Now, you might say, RJ, yeah, but it's, there's nothing valid here. What are you, why are you saying Jacksonville? I think there might be, but you know what? Let's assume there's not. But psychologically, doesn't it help Jacksonville to feel like they got a reason not to feel like it's a no-win situation? I think it. I mean, if you like Rocky when he was fighting Apollo Creed and won, right? Is if he thought he couldn't win, he wasn't going to be able to win. But then he said, "I just want to go the distance." (laughs) 
I'm not sure exactly how this fits, but what I'm going <laughs> to but what I'm going to say is belief matters. Absolutely. Belief matters. There's a lot, you know, I'll say this story very quickly. When Apple originally did like a Windows type program, it was um, they went to a research facility where they had the Windows like in the 70s and about a year later, after Apple did their version of it, the researcher called up one of the guys and said, how did you do the window, the two windows on top of each other, which at the time was very hard? He goes, well, you did it too. He goes, no, we never could do that. The guy thought that's what he saw, just from memory. And then he said it took him months to do it, but he said, because they did it, I know it can be done. And he got it done. If he knew they couldn't have done it, he would have given up. I, I really believe Jacksonville having some belief here is meaningful. And I think going back to the first segment, I don't think there's a game on the card that shows the more. Public, the public is more zeroed in on as that's a must win. Motivations over accounted for in this game. All right, so let's take our final break. When we come back, we're going to have best bets and we're going to run through the rest of these games. That's coming up next, but first, he's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoppin. Let's jump right back into it. Tennessee minus 10 at the Texans. Okay, so Tennessee is another example of a team that has an obvious motivation, the number one seed to clinch. Texans have played hard, and I, I expect them to continue to play hard. So I lean Houston. Football team minus seven at the Giants. Here's the question with the current quarterback state of the Giants, are they the worst team in football? And if they're not, is Jacksonville the only team? I would put Jacksonville 32 and Giants 31 right now. This is a team that almost won the division last year. This was an average team or slightly below average team last year that was supposed to take a step forward. I know they lost their quarterback, but man, you can't have faith in Judge too much considering the fact that the backup situation was so horrible. Baltimore, oh, excuse me, we'll save that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Buffalo minus 16 hosting the Jets. So the Bills were bullies this year. When they have a chance to run it up, they tend to run it up. This this last week against the Falcons, they were 14.5-point favorites. They ran the ball at an alarming rate. 44 rush attempts, their season high. Even in in situations where the game was close, they continued to run, grinding clock. I think the Bills may be just trying to get through this and get to the well, playoffs. I think they might, it might be that, or it might be that they're thinking, hey, some of the issues with only Josh Allen, though Josh Allen ran a lot too, maybe this – dependence on the pass that people are saying is a problem might be something they admit is a problem. They were actually down by one point at the beginning of the second half of that game, and they ran the ball 10 out of 11 times at a certain point. So I agree. In general, they've run it up. It looks like they're trying to run it more, which doesn't condu- isn't conducive to running it up. Tampa Bay, minus nine, hosting the Panthers. I mean, this is just a matter of distraction. I mean, this it, without much at stake, they're clinched. I, I mean, I can't imagine. This will be the greatest Tom Brady not being distracted, especially because he was part of this. And I know there's been a lot of talk about our take yesterday on, on AB potentially having, you know, my thought was logically, 
his story made sense. And we talked about it at length. The one thing I haven't heard anyone contradict, and I just leave it as a one-sentence statement, is Antonio Brown, the couple days after the game, the doctor said, you need surgery, you can't play anymore. So he was put on the shelf. So what we're being asked to believe is that Antonio Brown was so hurt that he'd be out for the season but didn't tell them he was hurt, just refused to go in for no reason. Maybe, because he is wacky, but man, that's a tough one. We'll see. Saints minus three and a half at the Falcons. All right, so the Saints have done an amazing job this year, obviously, without their backup, or with backup to backups to backups, but they haven't run the ball too well recently. How have they done it? Well, it's been with running and defense. Well, if you look at the run stats last three, four games, not as good since that Tampa game. I'm not sure if his team's trending down, even though it doesn't maybe look like that. Arizona minus six and a half, hosting the Seahawks. This is all about motivation. This very well could be Russell Wilson's last game. Is he going to look to, you know, is he going to want to go out on a high note? You would think, but if he's that disgruntled, does he want to maybe, not that he won't try, but would a bad performance really upset him that much? Because here's the thing no one thinks about. Doesn't Russell Wilson want his trade value to be lower? Because whatever team he's going to would have to, to give up those. less for yeah. him. And I'm not saying he's – but I'm saying when you have those kind of conflicting motivations, you never know what the motivation is going to be. Rams minus four and a half, hosting the Niners. Now, everyone's heard about, oh, Shanahan versus McVay. There's a reason for it. And we're a little tight on time. we got to get to the best bets. But there's a logical reason that Rams defense has trouble against what Shanahan does. It's not just a fluky 5-0. and oh, There's meaning behind it. Chargers minus three at the Raiders. Now, this is the one. Everyone's saying it could be a tie. They could be motivated to tie. In Vegas at the Circa is a sports book. They offer 150 to 1 odds on near almost every game if it ends in a tie. 150 to 1. This game, right now, if you bet it, they're paying you 60 to 1. That's how much they think it's a real thing that the tie motivation is going to have an effect. It's still very unlikely to be a tie, but it's almost triple as likely as a normal game. All right, that gets us to best bets. Your best bet, baby. The Pittsburgh Steelers, plus three and a half. And this is a rivalry that produces a lot of close games. I don't think this one will be any different. The Ravens have only been playing close games anyway. Five straight losses. Four of those have been by a total of five points. Ben got his flowers last week. I think everybody thinks, well, he's done with it now. I don't think you see Ben been back off in a game against the Ravens. If this game were against the Cardinals, maybe not against the Ravens. He doesn't want to go out with an L. I think you get a fully motivated team against a Ravens team that I really don't understand why they're a favorite in this situation to begin with. I agree, but remember, this is maybe the greatest rivalry in the NFL. I think both teams are going to be more motivated than you might think. I just think the Ravens are so beat up. It's been such a long season. They might they have they might have the want. They don't. They might have the will, but they don't have the energy. Maybe. And your total of the year. Uh, yeah, I was going to make it the century, but we're going to make it the total <laughs> of the year. And it's going to be over in the Browns Bengals game. Over 38. It's a low number. Now, we got some database trends that say this is a situation that tends to go over, and I won't bore you with those. But in general, it's a, usually with a team who's not motivated, or I'm sorry, who doesn't have obvious motivation. And you know what? If they don't, it usually shows on the defensive side. And I like the over here. And also, 
the guy who's quarterback in what's his I'm having a mental block. Allen. Allen. It's he has the smallest hands like in the NFL. And if there's anything that helps with the total, I'm gonna predict a fumble for Allen. And if there's anything that helps an over, it's a strip sack fumble. So best bet over. Over the point total, Cleveland, Cincinnati over 38. If you missed any of today's show, including. You know, when I was talking about Allen, I was going to play my little flipper soundbite, but I didn't because I'm trying to be nicer. <laughs> Check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We'll be back on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. And we're going to be talking Monday about the championship game, baby, and recapping the NFL weekend. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas. Back, back Monday. Monday. Straight out of Vegas!